everyone, thank you very much for listening to another episode of Anime Pilipinas Conversation. I'm J.M. Malagrito, and I'm being joined by our events correspondent, Red Mendoza. Hello, good day, and welcome to our second episode of PPN Conversations. Hope to have you with us today. Okay, thanks, Red. For more news and updates, please visit our website at animepilipinas.com. If you want to join in our, our conversation, just use the hashtag APN Conversation on social media and follow the podcast APN Conversation on Twitter. Also, you can subscribe to our podcast on iTunes and Stitcher. Just search for Anime Filipinas Conversation. Anyway, this is an exciting second episode for both of us because we actually got we actually got we actually got Anime News Network's answer man Justin Savakis to discuss the deal between Crunchyroll and Funimation. Yes, uh, it was a really really insightful conversation we had with uh, Justin, of course. We are very, very glad and very honored to have him on our podcast. But of course, we will be discussing more of that later on in our on our podcast. And we had discussed with him the, the effects and what will happen next in the industry regarding this mega deal of, this, of these two big companies. Yes. Yes, yes, of course, we talk about uh, possible effects, of course, the ramifications of it. And yeah, basically it's a game changer in itself, but of course, uh, it all boils down to saying that everyone is waiting at their feet and everyone is waiting on their toes, what will happen, of course. But we will be talking about it in fuller detail later on. But before that, we were going to be talking about POA because... Boa just ended this weekend and it was an exciting event. What are your thoughts? Yes, uh, of course everyone would agree to me that the best of anime 2016 was simply just the best. There didn't come best of anime for nothing as well. So, of course, uh, with all the sidelines of, of all the events happened, of course the main event is the Ongako Fest concert which had um, uh, a, a J-pop super uh, J-pop uh, which song is headlined by which is headlined by the J-pop any song any song singer Luna Haruna and the Japanese alternative rock band INKT. Yes, definitely. Um, of course, the fans were really fans are really really happy about uh, performing the performances of course the performance of Luna Haruna made everyone swell in the light of course light sticks are glowing and of course the performance of INKT was really solid so many fangirls had their ovaries exploded <laughs> <laughs> but, of, but of course to be frank there are some criticisms with the best of anime which we will probably talk about on our event report on our website yes, we will be talking about it in a fuller detail yes we'll talk about it in fuller detail and yeah before that you read talk to the channel producer of hero tv carlo landrito maybe you could give us some highlights yes of course uh one of the highlights of the best of anime 2016 is of course hero tv's flagship event the hero face off it's now their fifth year of holding it fifth year of hero face off 
And yes, they are doing. They did it in uh, Best Anime 2016, of course. And after Hero Face Off, we had an exclusive interview with the channel producer of Hero TV, none other than Carlo Gianlandrito, who worked his way up. He's one of the core team members, the core uh, production uh, production staff of Hero under uh, its first uh, channel head, Eric Ango. And of course, he rose his way up to the top ranks, and now he is now the head of Hero TV. So, what are the things that you have discussed with him? Maybe you could give us some. Of highlights. course, um, of course, uh, we discussed so many things about first about Hero Face Off. Of course, his thoughts on Hero Face Off because for the first, for he is now a judge in Hero Face Off. The last time he. he was at Hero Face Up. He was a director. He was behind the cam behind the camera. Now he is one of the judges alongside, of course, ABS CBN artist and uh, Hero TV anime jock Myrtle Sarosa. And of course, another interesting choice for a judge, Mixed Philippines channel head Andre Alan Alvarez. So, of course, uh, we also talk about Hero TV's plans for the next quarter and possibly plans to in 2017 and of course a lot of our a lot of our uh, social media followers and some of the view of our listeners are also thinking why is your tv not available on sky direct well we asked the question for you guys and here is uh, of course we had to listen to what carlo landrico has to say about it it's going to be very 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 interesting to hear of course a message to all of those who supported Hero TV as well, maybe on television, on linear platforms, or on social media as well. So I hope you listen to this interview and you better check out this interview. It's going to be good. And for that, now let's listen in to your interview with Hero TV channel producer, Carlo Landrito. Good afternoon, good day everyone. Kausap ko ngayon, katabi ko ngayon now, ang channel head ng Hero TV, si Sir Carlo Jan Landrito. Yes, hi. Good afternoon everyone. <laughs> okay. So Sir, kamusta naman po experience nyo judging Hero Face Off? Well, um, masaya. I mean, I've always judged naman Hero, pero not the numbers. I mean, syempre we have judges naman for that. So yan. So ngayon, yung ako na yung nag-judge for Hero, syempre masaya. Masaya naman, masaya experience siya. And together with Sir Andre, and Myrtle, so it's a good experience. Of course, uh, last year, ikaw yung, last year you were at the director's chair. Yeah. You are the director's chair. Ngayon, you're at the judge's table. So, ano yung parang ano yung parang nakita mong difference between at the director's chair and judging dito sa hero face off? Well, sure. Pag nasa director's chair ka, gusto mo lahat. You think everything and all. Pag nasa judge's table ka, ang focus mo na talaga is the costume, the performance, and yung fidelity ng ng uh, character and the person uh, using the character, parang ganun lang. Pero pag siyempre pag sa director ka, so iba-iba yung, iba yung technicalities na kailangan mo or alam mo na gusto mong uh, ayusin, unlike sa judges naman, iba rin, iba yung concerns. So baga different concerns naman sila talaga. Okay, so uh, what can you say about sa mga nag-compete ngayon sa Hero Face Off this year? Well, uh, as always naman, siyempre, uh, we're happy that they are competing. Medyo, I think, Kasi medyo maraming cosplay ngayon eh. May cosplay ka po, may cosplay din kanina, may cosplay din yun. So, I think people, yeah, yun nga, baka not sure if there were parang na sumali kanina na, nasasali pa pa uli ngayon, or sumali sila kahapon, nasasali pa sila uli ngayon. Baka may ganun lang, I don't know, I don't know. Pero, yun nga, syempre thankful pa rin. And we're always naman at oh na yung mga pinapakita nilang performance, syempre nagre-level up sila sa mga ginagawa nila. So, yun. 
Okay, sir. So ngayon, uh, Hero TV, fourth quarter na. So ano yung mga i-expect ng mga tao sa Hero TV now that this fourth quarter and siguro na rin kung meron na rin kayong konting patikim for hmm. next year. The, uh, right now, yun nga, sa fourth quarter, siguro nagbigay ng mga teaser sa Facebook, yun nga. Uh, of course, we're having Samurai X again. The classic one, the Samurai X, the classic. Uh, we're going to redub it and we're going to do it again. Kasi nga, the one in Studio 23, the one that they aired, syempre, uh, medyo lumana yung material na yun. Right now, they have a newer material na ginagamit. Pero syempre, same same classic naman yan. Pero, kumbaga sa atin, kumbaga nire-remaster nila. So yun. And then, yung sinandila sa amin, syempre, naka-Japanese pa rin yan. So, we have to dub it again. So yun. So, yun yung mga, yun yung mga highlight natin. And then, inanounce naman namin, we, can, we will also have, syempre, Food Wars. Something, kumbaga kami naman, kung ano yung, yung series, season 1. We want naman siyempre yung season 2 and onwards, yung continuity, as much as possible, siyempre, kung, kung makukuha namin, we can get it, it's okay naman, so yun, so, uh, food bars, so kageki, so yan, so, we also have, uh, we're checking yung Haikyuu, we also have Haikyuu, season 2, siyempre, season 2, and then, siyempre, we're checking also yung Yowamushi, not, not, kumaga, not keeping hopes high, pero, of course, we got the first one, why not get the second one, so, we're also checking the second one, siyempre. So yun, so yung mga strong series eh. And of course, Naruto. Naruto, syempre yung, yung next season, kinukompleto lang nila. The usual, kinukompleto lang sa Japan yung we, we have to finish, or they have to finish first the 52 episodes before they can help or let us borrow and dub the material to Tagalog. And syempre with ABS yun eh. So yun, so yun, usually yung mga, yun yung mga abangan and mga titles namin for fourth quarter and downwards. And of course, sa local production, of course, My Hero Nation has been returned. Of course, Dubbing Academy. So anong i-expect natin for My Hero Nation this coming season? So ngayon, yung My Hero Nation, medyo mas tinuik namin siya towards uh, kung ano yung interest talaga ng youth. Uh, kung baga hindi na siya yung sobrang, oh, of course, there's always the Your Hero Update. And there's always the, yung mga, if there's man on the spot. And, pero mas pinokus namin syempre yung uh, Dubbing Academy So yan, kasi yun yung mga gusto talaga ng mga ano So, more focused dun sa binibigyan namin ng more time Mga Dubbing Academy, tapos uh, I animate, comics on can Kung ano talaga yung mga ginagawa ng mga Pinoy Na at least we're also at par with um, world class quality So yun Okay, so sir uh, uh, So sir, of course, maraming mga nagtatanong right now Na of course, kakakalunch lang ng bagong DTH or business Sky Cable Which is Sky Direct of course, people are asking na bakit walang Hero TV sa Sky, sa Sky Direct. Of course, eh, under naman kayo na Sky Cable. So, you can uh, tell us to our audience na about the status of uh, Hero TV on Sky Direct and meeting. Hindi. Uh, actually, kami rin nagtataka. <laughs> na, no. Hindi. Uh, right now, we're still checking with, with Sky Cable kasi nga, usually, yung kuna yung mga unang nasa pipeline nila ng mga channels, yun muna yung nilalagay nila. And yun nga, yung mga nasa pipeline channels nila, yun muna yung nasa Sky Direct nila. And then moving to, uh, towards, yun nga, I don't know, the last quarter of the year or, or moving forward, kung ano pa yung mga ilalagay nila ng channel. And yun nga, we're talking to them naman na hopefully sana talaga may ilagay din yung hero. Kasi yun, dami talaga nag-request din talaga na may ilagay yung hero sa Sky Direct. Okay sir, so any final words to everyone who are uh, listening right now to us? So, any final thoughts, any mes final message to everyone watching Hero TV? Uh, ako, so always naman, uh, marami marami salamat, syempre. Always thank you. All, of course, hindi natin may iwasan, syempre, marami mga, mga negative. And, and, and kung ano yung mga uh, sarili-sarili naman nilang mga kumbaga, insights and all. Pero syempre, we respect that. 
we 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 try naman to give we try to give what we can give to Chevrolet sa ating viewers of course yun guys sabi namin Zero TV bida karito so may as much as possible binibigay namin kung ano yung hero o kung magano yung mga anime na pwede natin bibigay kung ano yung mga series talagang yung mga series pinipick natin kung ano talagang gusto ng mas maraming uh, audience na nanonood sa hero and para sa akin syempre uh, lahat lahat naman nung, 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 nung kaya as much as possible na kaya talagang Ginagawa ng hero to to provide best anime quality anime for for the audience naman so yon and as always thank you very much lang sure and keep on watching hero lahat ng social network they have anything to say just say it to us Facebook PMAS or just just mas maganda nga yung yung kasi nga because of social networking sa social media they can always say kung bakit they can always approach us naman walang problema naman yon so we're always here we can listen we can read naman so yon and we can we can answer naman to them and Lastly, yun nga. Thank you. Thank you lang sa lahat ulit. So, yan. Okay, gay. Thank you very much. Sir Carl Landito of Hero TV. Again, thank you very much, Carl Landrito, the channel producer of Hero TV. Now, that is an interesting perspective because it seems that they are really going going through the mile in getting in in getting all those titles. As indeed, uh, it's very much um, interesting to note about Hero TV's aggressiveness about on getting those uh, <coughs> anime titles as well. Mean to say, um, they are in fact going to compete not only, of course, they're going to compete not only with their current uh, competitors right now, uh, Southeast Asian anime channels, uh, Animax, and of course, uh, the linear anime plus issue is now which is now available for distribution. But I don't know where, who's cable provider or even TV platform who's going to get it. And of course, the streaming services Hook and iFlix, which which gets their content as well from Aniplus and of course other providers as well. To be honest, to be honest, I'm quite fascinated with the deal with Aniplus on iFlix and Hook because I've noticed that both of them now has distinct titles on their lineup which just makes me confuse whom to choose between Hook and iFlix. <laughs> yes, of course. Uh, well, of course, it depends on the subscriber of the mobile network you're in. Of course, if you're a Globe subscriber, you're probably much going to get into Hook. If you're a smart PLDT smart subscriber, of course, the only thing that you're going to get is iFlix because, of course, telco partnerships work that way as well. So, yeah, but I mean, but um, getting into the fact that these two titles are getting the same content from one provider, from Aniplus, so it's a matter of choice between you, really, to on you on what what anime do you want to watch. And all and also, I've noticed that uh, older titles from TeleSuccess like Voltes Five, Hunter Hunter, Tenjo Tenge, and Daimos are now also on iFlix, so. I must admit, I'm still wondering if there will, if they will, they will also consider putting titles on demand because that will be a big market as well. Yes, I mean, um, let's let's see about. It. I mean, to say, iFlix has a more structured local presence, and both uh, both Hook and iFlix has this structured 
local presence as well. But I think iFlix, when it comes to anime titles, is the one who is very, very much aggressive in courting, um, in courting producers and distributors. Like for ex- like like we said, Tele Success in putting their content over on their services. And I think it's going to be a little more time until we see some improvements, basically on the on the libraries of both of both streaming services. Okay, okay. Now speaking of speaking of streaming services, now we talk to our main now we talk to our main topic, which is the deal with the the deal with Funimation Entertainment and Crunchyroll, which made an impact with the anime industry and even the industry itself for for some sort of a partnership that will benefit will that will apparently benefit both of them. Yes, um, of course, as I said it. Excuse me. So I said it before. Is it a partnership of equals or a marriage of convenience? I mean to say, this is unprecedented in terms of scope, in terms of um, in terms of scope, in terms of the wide ranging um, wide ranging terms that the two parties had um, had agreed upon. Of course, it's not only just on streaming, but of course, it also boils down into subtitling, dubbing, and of course home video releases as well so it is very much in fact a game changer indeed for the anime for the anime industry not only just in north america but also possibly spilling over to europe and of course here in asia as well to be honest when that report came in on on anime news network in even variety I was thinking. I was thinking. What will be the ramifications of it in Southeast Asia, in even in Australia, and others, especially those that had licensing companies that distributes those yes. titles. Yes. Yes. Indeed. So, of course, we had to talk to someone who had, uh, who 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 has knowledge on the matter, owing to his of. He had the answer on his column a few weeks back after the deal was announced. And of course, we're very much lucky. We're very much honored to have him on our show as a very, very special guest. Because because we could opine all day. We could, ju- we could talk about all day. But we don't know crap. We're just two people who... Two people yeah. here in the Philippines who like anime. So we need to talk to someone <laughs> who knows their stuff which is why we are very delighted to talk to the founder and currently the editor of large of anime news network he is the answer man just in Vegas. now let's listen in Hello again everyone, this is Anime Pilipinas Conversation and I'm still joined in by our events correspondent, Red Mendoza. Hello, good day to everyone listening to APN Conversation. This is Red Mendoza speaking and I'm very excited for what we have in store for you, our dear listeners. Well anyways, we are now being joined in by the founder and currently the editor-at-large of Anime News Network, Justin Savakis. Justin? Hey everyone. Good, good, hey, good, to, good to hear her. Good to be here. Okay, <laughs> Sorry, I stepped on you there. You there. Hello, good, hello, good evening over there. <laughs> yeah, this uh, Skype connection is not the best, so apologies. <laughs> Actually, you're clear on my part. 
I'm I'm actually concerned of our internet connection here. Okay, yeah, you guys are breaking up a little bit for me, so. I'm actually concerned of the internet connection I, here. I have no excuses. I think it does. Uh. <laughs> well, anyways, uh, we would like to discuss uh, to you regarding the deal between Crunchyroll and Funimation Entertainment, which had been a big news in the anime world and even in the industry news these past few days, maybe uh, two weeks. So uh, my first question is, maybe you can explain the scope of the deal on how, how did it work? How did it work out? Uh, well, basically the groundwork is that the last couple of years has led to this ridiculous arms race between Funimation and Crunchyroll, and they were bidding higher and higher amounts of money for uh, new shows. And, you know, a lot of times they can't tell what's going to be a hit ahead of time. Like, it might look like a really good show on paper, and then they see an episode and they're like, oh, oh, this isn't so good. Um, So, uh, you know, sometimes they're spending a lot of money on shows that were just bombs. Um, And, you know, it really wasn't sustainable, because although the anime market is quite healthy, it's it can't sustain that sort of insane rapid growth in, in prices. Uh, adding to that is uh, China spending a ton of money and companies like Amazon and Netflix also spending a ton of money. Um, so, uh, it, but Crunchyroll and Funimation were buying 95% of the shows. And uh, between the two of them, they were pushing up high, higher and higher prices. And so one of them... I don't think I should probably say outright who it is, but it's pr- mm. fairly obvious if you look at it. Pretty much waved the white flag, and uh, now they're cooperating. Uh, so now only one company is going to actually license the product, give the show to the other one to make the dub and the uh, and the home video product, but uh, Crunchyroll gets to stream everything. Okay, okay. So, I mean, to say that's basically... Like, uh, the situation right now in the U.S. is like that the Japanese licensors are now call us the two scorpions, three scorpions in a bottle thingy where, where the streaming companies are biting to the death over who gets what. I mean, that's quite uh, surprising indeed to hear about it. Oh, uh, yeah, I mean, all of that, of, of course, is shielded far away from the eyes of the fans, but that's what's been happening. And uh, all of us in the industry have just been seeing the prices just go up and up to these insane numbers that were just like, this is dumb. Why are you spending this much money? And it, it, you know, when it comes time to competition for things like this, you know, these guys are only human and after a while it just turns into a pissing contest. (laughs) So how did it, so how did Netflix and Netflix, Amazon prime affect the pricing of the licenses? Well, see the thing about both Netflix and Amazon is they have more money than God. Uh, Netflix spends six billion U.S. dollars in content every year. Billion with a B. Uh, it is an insane amount of money. Now, obviously, anime is not getting the bulk of that. There, a lot of it's going to they're making their original shows. But Netflix wants to be able to service the entire world, including Japan, including Asia, everywhere, literally everywhere. Yes. Um, so when they buy a show, they buy the rights for the entire world, uh, and they basically expect to be treated like a television network where ahead of time they get pitched on a show and they say, we're interested, we're not interested. Uh, this is very different from how the anime industry has worked up until this point, which is, uh, they finish 
the show or like get part get most of the way through pre-production and then pitch it to the uh uh to the publishers in other countries and say hey you want this one mm-hmm. um so it, it's uh it's a very different process but netflix pays so much money that they're able to dictate uh a lot of terms like you know they're they're able to hold back all dvd releases for like five years uh wow. they're able to uh prevent you know uh airings on television uh they're they're able to basically buy these shows outright um so there's that competition amazon similarly has come in they bought the next uh four or five noitamina shows for i think around 152 i'm sorry two hundred thousand dollars each per episode wow wow uh which you know you do the math that that's around two mil an episode or two mil a series um, and, you know, anime only takes around $200,000 an episode to even make. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, the, these, these, uh, the, when the money's that good, even if the things that they're asking for are very, very unusual by anime licensing standards, the producers have to look at them and go, wow, this is a lot of money. I guess we'll play ball. Okay. Uh, here in Southeast Asia, uh, here in the Philippines and other parts in Asia, the simulcast, uh, the so-called simulcast race, uh, had only started when uh, uh, when 2000. I can't remember the year, but but when it was uh, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood and Tears to Tiara was aired here, and that's where it started the simulcast uh, race. So, right. how did how did it affect the it how it it really so it really affected the licensing on all places that much. Uh, yeah, I mean, the biggest, obviously, the biggest places where it affected the market are the U.S. and China. Mm-hmm. The U.S. and China. Um, yeah, because it simply because they're by far the biggest markets outside of Japan, and uh, as a result, that that's where all the Japanese were paying the most attention to, and it's where um, the prices got bid up, and there was the most competition for the for the for the rights. Okay, now my question. My question is, I've been, I, I noticed Crunchyroll for the past few years now. I received their releases and I observed their news. But whenever, but whenever they announce a title, they only release in countries like the U.S., North America, Europe, sometimes Latin America, and even South Africa. But not almost none in Asia. I wonder. I wonder if it it will if the deal will be affected by that. Well, they're really hoping to. Um... Asia has been a very tough nut for them to crack for two reasons. Uh, the first is they're smaller markets, and uh, a lot of a lot of people uh, might not be able to afford a monthly service like Crunchyroll. So it's and advertising the advertising money isn't all that great in a smaller country like that. So it's a lot harder to establish a new a new uh, line of business that firmly there. It can be done, but it, it's going to take a, a long time. At the same time, Asia in general, just the entire Asian subcontinent, is Japan's home territory, so they're much more guarded about it. Um, Usually the people uh, in the Japanese offices who are licensing content to to Asia are not the same people or even the same companies licensing the same shows to uh, the English-speaking territories, uh, North America, Australia, United Kingdom. Uh, so sometimes, you know, Japan is a very, uh, bureaucratic country and sometimes, uh, they 
licensor just needs to keep those uh, sep- lines of business separate because that's just how they do things. And uh, Crunchyroll is constantly running up against that. But they're not going to push that hard unless they have a surefire way to make money. And that's been a little difficult. It's something that they want to do, and it's a long-term project for them, but I don't think it's something they've been quite able to crack yet from a business perspective. Because currently, I believe the streaming, the legal streaming market is dominated by Daisuke. Right. Well, Daisuke is a special case because it's actually owned partially by the government and partially by a consortium of anime companies. So they don't really need to ask and you know license anything. It's already theirs. I see. I see. So, um, in 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 essence, in in essence of this, of course, um, we all know that uh, Crunchyroll and Funimation are are always duke it out when it comes to getting those big titles. Now, how will the effect change? First, how will how will the deal change both companies? And second, how will the deal affect basically their competitors in the U.S.? I'm not sure they even have any real competitors in the U.S. Uh, the, they're uh, they've they've basically just they, they uh, yeah no one even else comes close to those two combined. That it, it's an incredible force and no one no one really knows what's going to happen. Uh, one thing that seems for certain is that license fees that they'll pay are going to decline precipitously. Now this is important because uh, a lot of the major Chinese companies that were also bidding on these rights aren't bidding on them as uh, intensely as they were a few uh, just a few months ago. That has kind of stopped also. So suddenly Japan went from making like three time, two or three times their production costs back just in international sales to making maybe two-thirds of their production costs back. That sharp decline in revenue is going to probably mean uh, a significant drop in the number of anime every season. Um, just number of anime being produced. The reason for that is, uh, you know, they there's a lot less money kicking around. It's quite possible that several of the smaller animation studios uh, might, uh, might close. Is this a good or bad thing? It depends on your point of view. We th- there have been so many like insane number of shows for the last few years. Nobody can keep up. It's just yes. and uh, not only fans can't keep up, the the uh, companies can't keep up. Uh, you know, we have another service that only services the United States, Hulu, and Hulu is owned by like major major like Hollywood entertainment companies. You know, the big American broadcast networks. Mm-hmm. And they yes. can't. Uh, they, they were. They were also trying to uh, get as much anime stream as possible. They finally gave up because nobody's watching fifty percent of it. Okay. Like that's, so. So they've had to start really culling their anime selection because just it was they would waste all this time and money getting it up on their service, and you just sit there. So I think there's a very strong case to be made that there is just too much anime being made, and th- and this is kind of a needed correction. See, I mean. Uh, of course, uh, we know the surprising twist that happened to Hulu because, uh, for the sake of our audience listening in, um, Hulu is now transforming to become um, OTT service with uh, channels in mind, and they have basically dropping their video uh, streaming service. I mean to say, yeah, um, I mean, until now their streaming service was entirely ad supported, and they've slowly yes. been trying to transition to uh, a subscription model, more like Netflix, and now yes. they've completely. 
pulled the plug on their ad support of service. Especially that they are now producing their own, uh, they're now producing their own programming like Netflix and Amazon Prime. Yeah, it, you know, it's funny. Everyone thought that there would be all this money in uh, video ads on on uh, on the internet, and that really hasn't come to pass. There are video ads, but there's not enough to go around, and so the prices have stayed very low, and it's just not a lucrative business. I see. Wow. So as a result, everyone's trying to go uh, subscription as much as possible. Now, the anime specialty subscribers or uh, services like Crunchyroll, they can't push too hard in that direction because most anime fans are young and broke, and they're trying really hard to make sure that they don't start thinking of, uh, you know, uh, the Alienating. illegal... Uh, well, yeah, they don't want to alienate them and uh, drive them towards illegal ways of, uh, of getting their anime. Uh, of course, it's already stated in the, in the article by Ian and that... Uh, the guys of Crunchyroll and Funimation Kungao and Jen Fukunaga talk. I think possibly they. Uh, I'm just surmising here that they possibly talked at the sidelines of AX Anime Expo last June, and I think these two guys were thinking, "Hey, look at uh, hey, th- this is this is getting out of out of control. The prices are getting out of control. Let's talk." I mean, they say these two guys were thinking about possibly about the future of their business as we know it, at the same time helping themselves out. What do you think? Uh, well, we'll never know what what that discussion entailed or what each of them are, uh, are thinking privately. The only thing I can tell you is that uh, in the U.S. anime market, we have a uh, very long history of anime companies want to work together but then it all just turns it all just turns into this gigantic mess within a few months uh because you know people's egos get in the way there's uh there's differing uh you know there's wildly different corporate cultures and you know you you see that what happens with you know different groups of fans when they start fighting because everyone's convinced they're right about something Yes, you know, yes, that yes. that doesn't go away when you turn a professional. <laughs> One would think you'd be able to handle it a little like a, like an adult, but not everybody can. So, uh, you know, I don't, I can't really tell you what's going to happen in this case. But all I know is that uh, the the streets of the U.S. anime industry are littered with the corpses of failed business ventures that have gone between anime companies. <laughs> Speaking, uh, and, speaking of speaking of which, uh, how, uh, I believe uh, like, uh, outside the uh, uh, UK and Australian licensing service, Anime UK and Madman are using are licensing fun co-licensing Funimation product uh, Funimation shows, and they are using their subtitles and dubbing. I believe. So how will it affect them? Uh, yeah. Uh, that's a good question. Um, I, uh, full disclosure, I do work with uh, Anime Limited, and I'm, I'm friends with pretty much everybody. I don't talk much to Mad Men, but I, I'm pretty good friends with both uh, Manga UK and, uh, and Anime Limited. Um, I think, well, basically what, what those companies have with, or had with Funimation was called an output deal, which is basically it's uh, favored nation status. You know, whenever, 
whenever Funimation licenses something, they'll Funimation will just agrees for a certain amount of money to just make a different version with a different region code and a different logo for them to distribute in the UK. They pay a certain amount of money, you know, no no work duplicated. Mm-hmm. Uh, every everyone wins. Um, I don't expect that to stop. Uh, I do expect there to be a lot of uncertainty for a while as to the logistics of how that will work. Um, but, you know, Crunchyroll also had those deals in place because uh, they were just about to try to get into the physical media and dubbing market as well. So um, I I think it'll take some time to adjust and for everyone to figure out where everything is coming from. But I think ultimately... Things aren't going to change for the UK and Australian markets as much as they think it will, uh, as far as physical media goes. As far as streaming, um, I think everyone's just kind of bracing themselves for Funimation and Crunchyroll, Crunchymation, to um, uh, or Funny Roll. I, I don't know what, what everyone's <laughs> calling it. Um, everyone's basically bracing for them to really, really hit Europe hard because now there's nothing stopping them. Um, and as everyone knows, that's how, that, that's the you know biggest growing market of, of, uh, anime consumption. They're not too happy about that, but they're kind of helpless to stop it. Uh, cause you know, building and maintaining a giant streaming website like Crunchyroll is an insane amount of work that requires a huge amount of technical knowledge and, uh, Funimation tried to do it by themselves for a long time and frankly, weren't very good at it. So, uh, yeah, there's that. And also, Japan isn't very happy about this. Japan is making way less money. They can't play Mommy Against Daddy anymore. <laughs> um, and they're, they're, it's definitely not in their best interest to have this giant company control everything of their product outside of Japan. So I don't know who's, who's going to do something about that sooner than later, but some, somebody's going to. Okay, so, um, of course, uh, we all know that uh, Anime UK and Madman, that's their anime for Funimation, but I mean to say that Funimation is now going to focus more on dubs, so, and of course, the two anime companies from UK and Australia are getting subs, so how it how it affect them? Because, of course, they get their content from Funimation, and now Funimation is now going to focus exclusively on simul dubs or dubbing, so how will it affect them? Uh, well, as as I just said, we're not we don't know that yet. Um, Funimation isn't going to you know that might be what Funimation's doing, but those companies get fun had and have gotten Funimation's dubs for years. Mm-hmm. Um, whether they get to continue licensing those shows from Funimation or whether they'll have to go through Crunchyroll for everything now, that's what we don't know, and uh, I don't think we are going to know that for a little while yet. I see, I see. And um, of course, uh, of course. speaking of the uh, simul dubs, I mean to say that's uh, basically what Funimation is now going to focus more on, the simul dubs, while Crunchyroll is uh, going with subtitles. So, I mean to say, is there an economics issue behind uh, going Funimation focusing more on dubs and Crunchyroll, uh, or Crunchyroll, uh, Funimation giving Crunchyroll the subtitle, subtitled uh, anime? I wouldn't call it an economics issue as much as a uh, core competency issue. Mm-hmm. Crunchyroll has always been the best at getting a show, uh, getting getting a show, turning it around really fast with subtitles and putting it online. 
they've been wanting to get into physical media for years, but frankly, we're not um, moving very fast in that direction. You know, clearly not really knowing what they're doing uh, and also leaning hard on other companies like they had announced uh, some dubs with Bang Zoom. Uh, so they, it wasn't something that they were capable of doing in-house. So Crunchyroll was really good at, at simulcasting subtitles and really didn't have it, wasn't there yet as far as physical media or making dubs. Funimation, the exact opposite is true. Their simulcasts people were kind of like co-hum about, uh, and it kind of, it was clearly a lot of work on their production staff's part. Uh, and their internal streaming website was never all that great. That said, they have, they are probably the best in the world at turning around a dub, uh, dub very fast. Uh, and they can have, they have a huge internal staff to dub things that is pretty good at what they do. They're not always the best, but they're pretty good. And uh, they can do it very, very cheaply because they're in Texas rather than Los Angeles or New York. So it's uh, it, th those two fit together very well in terms of their core competencies. Uh, and so if you can have the best of both worlds for a show, both companies split the proceeds, however much uh, it makes sense for them. I don't, we don't know the terms of that deal. And they can drive down their licensing costs in addition to all that, then it, it's a no-brainer. It, it, it's a perfect it's a perfect match on paper anyway. Just to be just to be clear, I really like the English dub of Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood by Funimation. Well, sure, but that was also done six seven years ago. Oh yeah, yeah yeah. <laughs> <sure>. <laughs> Okay. Um, um. Of course. Uh. Of course. Uh. You also mentioned in your column that there won't. Uh. Of course. Or mentioned in the article that these two companies don't even. Uh. Don't have the pretext to say we are going to merge soon or going to have a deal with together. But do you think in your crystal ball, does these two companies are already laying down the groundwork for a potential mega deal? You know, I thought that at first, but I don't anymore. Um, what are the reasons? They well, first of all, there's there's the um, the fact that Funimation is in Texas and uh, Crunchyroll is in San Francisco, and that's um, uh, I'm not I'm not sure how well uh, people in in the Philippines grasp American geography, but that's a that's a three hour flight. <laughs> yes, uh, uh, I believe it. I believe it's like uh, Philippines to Taiwan or something. Yeah, it, it's. But and, it, it's and, far. And all and also I and also I assume that if there will be a merger, local laws will apply, and that will be a bi that will be a problem. Well, I mean, no, that that's not a problem. Uh, companies merge all the time uh, within okay. the U.S., and there really isn't an issue. Um. Then lo local and uh, thing about the U.S. is that business-wise, the laws are pretty much the same everywhere. It's not really that much of an issue. But there is a huge problem in that both companies, a lot of their value lie in their employees. And if you pick up one and move it across the country, you're going to lose most of them. Yes, I yes, uh, especially yeah. yes, especially if you're especially if you're picking one and then moving it somewhere else. And some and I'm pretty sure some will say, some will don't want to. Exactly, and not 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 to mention, you know, they let, let's say 
Crunchyroll buys Funimation outright, which is the more likely scenario in my opinion. If that were to happen, first of all, the thing with the anime industry is that the fans will work for peanuts, and so the anime industry has largely gotten away with paying paying its uh, staff pretty low low wages. There is no way that probably 80% of the people working for Funimation will ever be able to live in San Francisco. San Francisco is insanely expensive, and Texas is insanely cheap. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they wouldn't even be able to find an apartment they could afford, let alone uh, buy groceries. Yes. So that would that's probably a non-starter. Uh, second of all, um, I think the corporate cultures are very different, and um, I don't... I, I think I've been I, I've actually asked point blank if it, a lot of the other uh, industry people that I've discussed this with, if they think that they're going to merge and nobody else seems to. I don't know. I can only take that at face value because I, I don't know enough of what's uh, been discussed behind closed doors. But it really I, I'm seeing very little push towards merging the two companies. Okay, but with regards to business dealings, uh, uh, how will it how will only one be coming up to the Japanese companies? Yes. Only Crunchyroll will be licensing content from here on out. Oh, okay. So that's quite uh, surprising to say the least, but that's also a bit more economical for them because that would mean hitting two birds at one stone. Exactly. And then Crunchyroll will sub-license their shows to Funimation. But of course, the deal says that both Crunchyroll and Funimation will be hosting content on their own, on their own uh, video player. So does it? It will still mean to say that they will have the same content, but possibly and, for sure they might have. First, uh, on Funimation, they possibly have this uh, logo for Funimation now. I think. Uh, I think. I think Red is pointing to it will not mess up their website statistics or something. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, that nobody's thinking about website statistics. Um, the uh, Funimation is only going to be streaming dubs. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. All this and all of the Funimation content, well, not all of it, but the ones that they can move to Crunchyroll that in subtitled form they will. In fact, Cowboy Bebop's already up on Crunchyroll. Mm-hmm. So, of course, uh, the deal also entails physical media distribution as well. So, I mean to say, of course, Funimation has been pushing, pushing for home video distribution. Um, they're, the, uh, they're, they're the best in the business as far as home video yes. distribution. Yes. So, I mean to say, how will the... Of course, uh, of course, there are other home video distributors like Aniflex of America. I mean, discotheque. I mean... Uh, how will, how will the other distributors, how will their competitors in the home video front uh, uh, will react to this uh, no deal? This deal? <laughs> well, nobody really knows. Uh, everyone's still figuring it out. I think um, everyone's going to try to continue to license the best that they can, although they're very worried that uh, a lot of them are worried that they won't be able to get the good content now because uh, as far as distribution network and the amount of money that they have, Crunchyroll and Funimation combined, are unbeatable. Um, Aniplex and uh, Pony Canyon, they don't really care because uh, they're... I mean, they care, but not a huge amount because they already own the content. They're just extensions of Japanese uh, producers. But uh, Sentai Filmworks and uh, 
I mean, Discotech mostly licenses uh, older content anyway, so they're mostly unaffected. Um, everyone's just kind of taking a wait-and-see approach, I, I should say. I don't think anyone really knows how this is going to shape out. Well, anyways, uh, we already noticed the we only noti- noticed Funima- uh, Funimation already removed uh, their their pricing for subtitles only. So, uh, did it already affect? Uh, did it already making an impact? Uh, I'm sure some fans have already opted to subscribe to one or the other rather than both. But aside from that, we don't have the, those numbers aren't public, so we don't know what's happening really. Mm-hmm. I see. See, so, uh, okay, so, mean to say, um, knowing that these two companies, these two companies are going to be a force to deal with, mean to say, they always talk about the fan experience. Uh, how does um, these two companies, um, in your opinion, create a fan experience that? Possibly would rival even a possible upstart company who might, maybe in some distant future, might wake up and say, "Hey, I want to compete with Crunchyroll or Funimation." I'm sorry, I'm, I'm I, I can't quite <laughs> tell what the question okay. was. Okay, okay, sorry. Uh, I will rephrase the question. Of course, uh, there will be other comp. There will be possible. There is a possibility that a new company, an upstart, might. Uh, joining the business and how would this how would an upstart company possibly how would an upstart company would be possibly able to compete right now possibly deal with, with, with uh with the with the mega with the with the mega company it would be very hard to compete with the combined crunchyroll Funimation, both for an established company and especially for an upstart uh you would have to have a ton of money and uh, you'd, be, you'd have to be able to beef up both a huge back catalog that Crunchyroll and Funimation combined have spent a decade, two decades, uh, procuring, and, uh, and as well as build a very robust both uh, digital, uh, digital streaming and post-production infrastructure that would be very, very difficult for... I'm, I, I don't believe that a uh, a new startup could really come in and compete with them. To be honest. Okay, uh, maybe for the last question, uh, what will the future hold between with the with the two companies? What will happen? What do you think? What do you think? Uh, to be honest, I don't think anyone knows. Um, there, this sort of deal is completely unprecedented within the uh, anime industry. Um, I think this could last 10 years and it could last uh, five months. I really have no idea. Um, I think uh, however long it lasts, Japan is going to be trying to kill them while simultaneously trying to do business with them. <laughs> well, that's how bi- well, that's how business goes sometimes. There are, there, there are friends, there are enemies, and there are frenemies. Oh, in there the are no industry, permanent. Of course, they're only permanent interests as well. <laughs> well, yeah, I- um, it, it, it's it's funny. The anime industry has largely been run by, uh, up until now, has largely been run by older fans that just kind of came up through fandom and were more ambitious than the rest. 
that era is ending. It's it's turned into like vicious throwdown business at this point. And there's uh, I, I remember this business used to be quite friendly. It's not so friendly anymore. Yes, I agree. Well, well, anyways, uh, <laughs> well, anyways, uh, just just for everyone, else, where can where can we find you? Well, uh, you can always read my column on AnimeNewsNetwork.com. It comes out uh, Monday, Wednesday, and Fridays. Um, well, probably Thursdays, Fridays, and Saturday, or Thursdays, Tuesdays, and Saturdays, where you guys are. Um, and uh, yeah, that's um, you can uh, find me on Twitter. I'm at World of Crap. And uh, yeah, that's, um, that's the best way to reach me. And usually I'm holed up in my office making anime discs for a lot of other companies and just trying to keep my head down. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, anyways, uh, Justin Savakis, editor-at-large of Anime News Network, the Internet's most trusted news source. Thank you very much. Thank you guys for having me. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Justin. That is Justin Savakis, the founder and currently the editor-at-large of Anime News Network. And again, you can find him on Twitter at World of Crap. That is World of Crap. Well, Red, that is an insightful conversation. Indeed, very much. It was an insightful conversation. And uh, we did it. Uh, we learned something new today. <laughs> the interview and I hope you also learned something of course the first the first thing that came into my mind was we didn't count out count in China into the equation as well because uh, we are quite surprised that China is going is becoming a um, major factor in anime releases because of course streaming Yes, of course, because in China, it is, I believe, in the law in China that is illegal to air foreign content on broadcast television. So, which is why, which is why most foreign content goes to online streaming, which is why the WWE deal was so big that it, it, uh, it need promotion from the WWE honchos in China yes yes of course and that don't just discount WWE as well the NBA also had a very very large streaming deal with China's major streaming company LED TV and of course also you also had MLB as well so of course owing to the fact that China has a billion people and also has a strong yes. mobile penetration rate yes of mean course. to say they are they, they have people People said almost 700 million people on smartphones. That's a large market. Yes, of course. Yes, of course. And and with people who had a lot, and with people with an emerging market like China, it there were there will certainly uh, profit from any kind of venture over there. Mm-hmm. Yes, definitely. So, of course, we never had. Never had uh, expected China to be a force to reckon with, and of course, not only that, it only it only adds up to the equation. So, why the two companies, Crunchyroll and Funimation, had to you had to partner because, of course, the economics of anime is staggeringly becoming 
explode, explosive and costly costly yes but but with regards to the future i agree we will see what the future hold between the two of them because as i as i have said there are no friend there are there really no permanent friends there are no permanent enemies just frenemies <laughs> mm, yes yes of course well of course there are like i said there are no permanent friends there are no permanent enemies only permanent interests <laughs> like in politics politics of course well anyways uh well anyways uh returning to the event scene the best of anime just finished this weekend and of and i have like i have said we will go, we will try to post an event report later on the week or so because in two weeks cosplay mania is coming event season Woo! yeah my money <laughs> yes. where is of my course. money <laughs> Yes, of course, those who have jobs, they're pretty much carefree as well when they have jobs. But those who are who don't have jobs yet, they're still studying. Ouch, I ouch. don't know about you. Ouch, that hurts, <laughs> you know. know you. That hurts, you know. That hurts. But, <laughs> but and take note, but anyway. and take note, this is just the second after after BOA, there's Cosplay Mania. And in four weeks, there is Animax Carnival Philippines. Oh dear! Yes, of course. And they have a you and they have a big, big lineup as well. Yes, uh, they have a big lineup as well. So and and, after, uh, and and six weeks is ESGS for all our gaming listeners over there. Gamer listeners, of course. So ESGS, the ultimate place for all gamers out there, not just online gaming, but also every single facet of gaming. And of course, on the year, of course, on the year end, we have uh, Ozin Fest Anime Figure Special, Mega Trade Hall. So better figure that out for yourself. And of course, the year end well, salvo of cosplay well, well, that Well, we we will try to post all the info on our website animefilipinas.com. But we return to cosplay mania. It seems that. Yes. Uh, It's, it seems that there has been some surprising reports on Cosplay Mania because it was announced that the artist uh, pre- previously announced uh, Shena Nishizawa has been removed from, from the lineup. Yes, indeed. And, it was a surprising of events. And I have seen a lot of comments that they are very sad that uh, she is gone from the lineup. Yes, of uh, we heard we saw so many uh, comments on social media who are really really sad about um, Shena Nishizawa um, canceling her cosplay mania set or I Heart Annie song set at cosplay mania and of course saw saw also some comments that are that there some people are planning to refund their tickets. But then but then again they but then again cosplay mania already announced. That Kanako Ito, uh, he she is a uh, any song singer who is mostly known in singing titles from ke- titles like Chaos Head and Steins Gate, especially in their in their games. And she already announced yes. her meet and greet. Maybe you could give us a details, red. Yes, her meet and greet. Of course, um, Cosby that PH has announced announced her 
meet and greet session. It will be for 500 pesos, and her session will be on. Just find it. It's going to be on uh, October one. Yeah, I think it's going to be on October one. That's a Saturday. It's from 1.30 to 3.30 p.m. And of course, the price of that is 500 pesos. It's available on all SM tickets outlets. And, and, it seem, course, and, it seems uh, they, and it seems they now also announced that Star Marie's meet and greet schedule. Maybe you could give us a wrap up of that. Yes, of course. Um, uh, Star Marie, who is also returning to the cosplay, who returning to the event scene here in Manila, of course, but this is the first time at Cosplay Mania, is, has also announced their meet and greet schedule. Their meet and greet schedule is going to be on October 1 as well. That's after Kana Koito, on uh, 3.30 p.m. Their price of the meet and greet is at 300 pesos. And they will also have a schedule at the cost shop area or the area where merchandises of Cosplay Mania are being sold. So they will be there to greet their fans, um, meet them, and of course, possibly sign autographs as well. So, uh, yeah, um, you better check that out. The tickets of their meet and greet session is at 300 pesos, of course. It is different from the entrance tickets. The entrance tickets have been announced as well. It's all, it's already announced as well. The entrance ticket is at 249 for bonds, of course. It's, that's entry for just the hall EX area, the exhibition area. 349 for the silver area, which allows you to go inside the event hall, but there is no Anisong concert. And, of course, the 500... Uh, 99 peso ticket which costs for, for which is for gold um, gold uh, which is the gold passes and it allows you to go not only just the exhibition in the stage area but also be able to witness I Heart Any Song but on the specified area only of course there are other ticketing tiers available but anyways uh, for more details you could log on to animepilipinas.com or maybe you could check out their website at cosplaymania.com for also for rules and guidelines regarding the meet and greet as well as the guidelines for the I Love Any Song concert so but but just a but just to foreshadow what what can you say about the cosplay mania for ne- next week well well of course it's going to be happening in a few days time whenever you are listening and of course it's going to be another great event another crowning gem crowning glory again for cosplay.ph they have been doing this for the past uh, eight years this is going to be their eighth cosplay mania and suffice to say it was a great evolution of course, just from being a simple event held at Mega Trade Hall 3 with so many people lining up, <laughs> sardines, <laughs> to becoming one of the major events, major events and most awaited events this season. I think Cosplay Mania will be a great experience to everyone and they could possibly, um, uh, they could possibly expand or possibly break their all-time ticket-selling record of 36,000 tickets. 
Well, that will be an exciting thing. So, for more details on Cosplay Mania, log on to cosplaymania.com or their Facebook pages or possibly here on on our website at animepilipinas.com. But also, yes, but we will have a we will have a we will have a pre-show posted before the event, so do check out for that. Anyways, and before that, before we go, I would like I would just like to promote that Ocho Sentai Noise will be having their their concert their concert this September twenty four at eight p.m. at the Metro at the Music Hall at the Music Hall music at Metro Hall. Complex in Ortigas in Pasig. They will be joined in by I I Love Opium Three Stars, Insyon Jun and J- Jeff James. As well as May Cruz, Android 18, Panic Run, Psycho Destroyer, and It Bulaga Singing Bay, JV Cruz as the host. Ticket price is at 1,000 pesos. Uh, for uh, we will post the details on our website and our Facebook page, Anime Pilipinas. Well, that was. Uh, uh, does it have? Uh, does it have? That is. Does it have a uh, bar charge? I mean. Drinks. <laughs> <laughs> Inuman agad. <laughs> Let them sing. Let them sing first. <laughs> well, of course, it's going to be held in Metrowalk, so you have to expect booze over there. <laughs> easy, easy. Just like our friends say, it's easy. Uh, Isang malamig anyway. na iced tea. <laughs> uh, anyway, anyway. Well, anyways, uh, Red, where can they find you? Of course, you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, at Nightcare. Of course, Twitter, all the opinions are there. Instagram, my pictures, my snaps. Medium, where my musings are posted, medium.com slash at Nightcare. And of course, if you want to follow my works on Facebook, my public works on Facebook, facebook.com slash Nightcare, Z-O-H. Thank- anyways, thank you very much, Red. And you may also follow me on Twitter at BlockerZenPH as well as Instagram at JMMelegrito. For the latest information, please visit our website at AnimePilipinas.com. And follow Anime Pilipinas on social media, whether Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or wherever. But if you want to join our conversation here at the podcast, just use the hashtag APNConversation on social media. And you could follow our podcast at APN Conversation on Twitter. Well, anyways, that wraps up our second episode. Yes, of uh, course. Thank you very much for listening in to our second episode, and we hope to join you again our on our future episodes. This is Ren Mendoza, your events correspondent, and that's the way it is. That's the way it is, and I am Jay Melegrito, and thank you very much for listening. We will see you later. Thank you.